Welcome to the Ruth Speaks podcast, a podcast specifically designed for the seeking believer who understands that the pursuit of God is not about perfection, but rather about strengthening our faith and commitment to the Father. So hi, everyone. Thank you again for tuning in to today's episode. As promised, we're back with part two of my interview with Ms. Patrice Hunt. If you recall from last week's episode, Miss Patrice Hunt is not only a fellow believer, but she is an active and avid woman of God. She is a woman warrior. She is a prayer warrior. And of course, she is my dear friend. And I just want to thank her again for joining me on today's episode for part two of last week's discussion, where we begin talking about the general topics of faith and preparedness. And so what I'd like to do today is we just continue that interview and in that discussion in today's episode is just quite frankly pick up where we left off. And so at the end of last week's episode, we were talking about not only the similarities, but also the differences between faith and preparedness. And Patrice and I ended on a note by actually discussing the similarities and how one faith and two, preparedness, were so similar in the sense that one boasted the other, meaning you could not have one without the other because preparedness evidences faith, but in order to prepare, one must have faith. And so in that kind of interesting relationship, we kind of surmise that in the walk in life of a believer, it is evident and it is necessary that God see a demonstration of both always with the one leading to the other. And so on that note of faith leading to preparedness, I kind of wanted to start off the second part of my interview with Patrice talking a little bit more about the book that I mentioned in last week's episode that she'd written and that she was working on editing for publishing. So Patrice, thank you again for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> always good, always good to be in good company. So <laughs> I'm just going to just jump right in, right? I just want to jump right into today's questions. And the first one I want to ask you, because I want to transition into talking a little bit more about your book, is what exactly was your inspiration for writing the book? Wow. I think it was just really life. God had placed this on my heart so many years ago. And I just kind of jotted some stuff down, and I would find things every now and then, and I would add it to it, but I never really um, did anything with it. And I think that he put it on my heart so it would be there, but he needed me to go through some stuff that he wanted to be in this book before he would allow me to write it. So I think that was the biggest thing. He just kind of spoke it into my spirit. And with reading the Word, and it's so many scriptures where God is referencing us as the trees and him as the water. And so that really resonated with me. And it just seems like once he placed that on my heart, I just kept finding those scriptures. And it just helped me to delve more and more and more into it. I don't know if you remember, you probably do remember the conversation that we had when I first told you I was writing a book and I told you what it was about. And I was like, man, it just seems like, you know, every time this happens, like this and this and this situation, and you're like, your thorn is your ministry. And I was like, oh, that's why I'm going through this. <laughs> because I'm guilty 
I'm guilty of forgetting that he's my source, you know, or not necessarily forgetting that he's my source. I've just been guilty of allowing him to get me to the goal line. It's like um, this football player, Marshawn Lynch, played for Seattle, and they were in the Super Bowl, and he, like, ran them down the field and got them, like, to the one-yard line, and then the quarterback took the ball and decided he was going to do something different, and they didn't score. That's kind of how I do with God. I'm like, oh, thank you for getting me this far, God, but I got it now. And so it's like this book was me, was God speaking to me through this book, saying, Patrice, no. I'm your source. I should be your source in the beginning all the way to the fruition of whatever I bring you to. Don't try to take it over. Don't try to do it your own way now that I've gotten you to this point and you think you can see the finish line. Allow me to completely and utterly be your source. And so I think that was the biggest thing about this book is that he ministered to me while I was writing it. And it was just like, Oh, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay, I understand this. So I really feel like I grew in my relationship with him and in my understanding of really, truly having him as my source through the writing process. So that was really the inspiration. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that. Thank you. So I heard two things that I want to circle back to that you said. First things first is that you referenced at the beginning of your response something along the lines of the fact that it was your experiences, the things that you had to go through in order to put you in position to write the book that you just wrote. I want to just expound on that for just a second. A lot of times we as believers go through, and I can't speak for everybody, so I'll just speak for myself, quite frankly. I find it interesting that You know, we as believers sometimes experience a level and degree of woe is me when we are encountering something that is difficult for us to deal with, right? When God is applying pressure, he's made our situation or circumstance uncomfortable, and it is forcing us to change, change something about either the way we think, the way we speak, the way we act, or a combination of any two or three of the things that I just said. The reason why I wanted to circle back to that statement that you made is because of what you said on the other side of that, and that was you went through what you went through in order for God to prepare you to write out the things that you put in your book. And so circling back to what I said a minute ago about how sometimes we as believers experience a woe is me when we're confronted with a difficult circumstance, that statement to me resonates with the idea that if we hold true to our belief that God knows what he's doing, even in the Mm -hmm. moments where what he's doing is uncomfortable, then we are trusting that even on the other side of an uncomfortable moment, there is a legitimate reason why we are experiencing what we are experiencing, even if we don't understand it in the moment, even if we feel beat up on in the moment, even if we feel like, Lord, when is it going to stop? There is always a reason, and we have to submit to God's reasoning. So I wanted to kind of hone in on that, because what you're telling me is the fruit of your experiences, albeit some that were uncomfortable, some you didn't like, some that might have made you feel, okay, Lord, you have broken me down. Mm -hmm. Albeit that, the fruit of the experiences was a production of the book that speaks to testimony. The fruit of the experiences was the increase of wisdom and knowledge as it relates to how God operates and what his expectations are of us. 
the fruit of those experiences was forcing you to delve deeper into the Word of God and begin to take it on more for yourself and read it and study more because you began to seek after Him more for answers and responses, and the knowledge that you gain from seeking after Him more as a result of what you were going through is now the very knowledge that you were expounding not only in your book, but also in your conversation with me. And so it's, it's almost as though those experiences, yet and again, going back to what we talked about in last week's episode, Patrice, all lend to the idea of growth and development in God. And so while we don't like the uncomfortable moments, we should be ready and open to what God chooses to take us through, understanding that on the other side of that, there is a level of growth and development that we should be ready to receive and be blessed to have. Because, again, at the end of the day, the end goal is to walk closer with the Father. And so I want to thank you for sharing that part, part one. And I also want to thank you for sharing what you said about just continually remembering who your source is, right? Who the source is of what we have, who the source is of what we will have ever, who the source is even of, you know, you you made a good point. It's like, okay, God, I got it now. I don't need you because it's going well, right? Like, I got this. Like, I I can handle this. And and you made a good point by saying, no, no, no. Even in those moments of, of wonderfulness, God is still the source. Even in those moments of wonderful, there is never a moment or time where we will not need God. There is never a moment of time where he will not expect us to exercise a level and degree of faith in him. Even at the pinnacle, we will still be expected to exercise a level of faith and trust in God. And so I also want to thank you for bringing that point to bear as well. So, And I, sorry, if you don't mind, it brought to my mind that, like, it's the confidence, how we talked about in the last episode, it's confidence. It's because I have gone through things with him and I know that he's gotten me through, then I should know that he's going to get me through this thing right here. And so it's just that, that build, like you said, that growth and that building on that, that it's like, I can't just sit here, sit on my laurels and be like, oh, like you said before, like, woe is me and all that. I have to have confidence. Like when I'm going through things, I have to have confidence that what he's doing in my life is going to be used for his goodness and, and for his will and for his way in my life. And if I do that, then it makes it easier to get through those harder times when I go through those things. If I I have the confidence. And also, like you were saying, like when I, ha- when I try to take the, the ball and push it into myself, when I'm in those situations and we're thinking like we're at the pinnacle, like you said, when we're thinking that we're at the pinnacle, who is sustaining us in, at the pinnacle? Are we just up there by ourselves? Everything that we have, even though it's like, oh, well, I have this job and it's a great job and it's paying all my bills and blah, blah, blah. What you're not understanding is God is keeping you healthy to go to that job. God provided the job for you in the first place. God is providing for that company to keep its doors open so that it could pay you. And all of the things that it takes for that to happen, that is God. And so a lot of times I feel like what I think the reason I would take the ball is because I could see how you were provide. Like I can see, like, you know, I'm behind the magic curtain. It's no, it's no, oh, how is this going to happen? I see that this is how you're going to use to sustain me. But at the drop of a hat, that can no longer be how he sustains you. And so it's like, that's why I think that's why it's so important to keep him as your source and to remember that he is always your source, the good times and the bad, because you never know when that's going to change. You can be high on a horse. 
I talk about how my husband lost his job, you know, when we had a little baby, like she wasn't even one years old yet. And so it was like, we never assumed that something like, like that was going to happen, but it happened at the drop of a hat. If you don't realize that he is your source in the good times and the bad, then it's like when those good times turn to bad, then it's like a shock to your system. Like you don't understand what happened and it's harder for you to make that turn to go back to him because you left him in the first place. Amen. 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 Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Sorry. That that right there, what you just said is a perfect segue into the next question that I had for you, and that is, you know, we're talking about your book, right? And I haven't right. said the title of your book on purpose because before we end this episode, I'm going to let you share that. But I wanted to, you know, ask you because we're talking generally about faith and preparedness. So I wanted to ask you, do you see a connection to either faith or preparedness or both in your book? And, you know, if so, you know, just tell me generally what that connection is, like what you see in your book. I feel like the faith and preparedness um, connection to my book is that, you know, recognizing God as your source requires you to exercise your faith and preparedness. Like I said before in last week's episode about how um, your preparedness is just your faith in action. And so mm-hmm. if, if you're recognizing God as your source, that means that everything you do, every step you take, you're trusting him in it. You're trusting that he's going to do this. You're trusting and believing. You're having that confidence from past experience, as I've said before, that he's going to bring you through. And so because you have that confidence, instead of just being in a state of contemplation, like you said before when you were doing the difference between contemplation and and manifestation, instead of just sitting in a place of contemplation, thinking about, oh, well, what should I do or how is this going to work, you move in faith. You prepare in faith. And so I think that knowing God as your source gives you that as as an opportunity because you don't have to worry about what's going to happen or how are you going to make it because you realize what's really and who who really is sustaining you. I think that's the connection between faith and preparedness in my book is that because if you realize that God is your source, you can more easily put yourself in a position of preparedness to be used by him because you know that he is already sustaining you. Amen. Got you. I hear you. I hear you. So just to elaborate on that question that I just asked you a second ago, why don't you tell our listeners just a little bit about what your book is about to kind of flesh out the question that I asked you just a second ago about faith and preparedness being your book. Can you just kind of give us a general overview about what your book is about? So my book is kind of like one big analogy. <laughs> it's um, using the analogy that is really biblical. It's, it's found in a lot of scriptures in the Bible um, where God refers to us as trees and him as water, as well as I delve a little bit into Jesus as the vine and we are the branches and God as the vineyard keeper. And so it's just really um, a, a study on how God sustains us and how using the different parts of a tree and the makeup of a tree and the things that a tree goes through as far as growth and seasons and things like that, the way that water sustains the growth and maturity of a tree is the same way that God sustains our growth and our maturity as Christians. Okay, amen, amen. And I definitely see the connection there to faith and preparedness, right? God is our source. Mm -hmm. I heard you say that. Uh, Mm -hmm. God is our sustainer, but in order for us to believe that, we have to trust that, and in order for us to trust that, there has to be a level of faith 
there in order for those things to occur. So I like the idea of you kind of tying in and drawing those analogies to God being the source of all things, right? And I also Mm -hmm. like the idea of your study being one where you're not only identifying God as the source, but you're also, you know, in your book, you're also talking about how it is very important that we have to stay connected to God because he is Mm -hmm. our source. And so in order to stay in that active state of faith, right, which begets Mm -hmm. preparedness, we have to stay connected to God. And I like the analogies that you use in your book in order to kind of flesh out examples of what that looks like, to stay connected to God. You know, when I read your book, to me, it's about your book in general. I like the word you use. You said study, and it is. It is. It truly is a study about relationship with God, but also relationship from the vantage point of recalling and knowing who God is, right, and recalling and knowing how we are connected to God, how we fit into God's plan, not the other way around. And then you challenge us in your book to ask ourselves, are we doing the things that we are supposed to be doing to fit into God's plan, acknowledging God as the true source and understanding that we are connected to the source, which means we have to stay in a place where we fit within or fit into what it is that the source may be requiring of us. And so I really, you know, I I love the book. I love the fact that it's a study. I love the, the fact that you ask, you know, in your book, and I am giving away a little bit about, you know, some of your book, but I love the fact that your book asks questions, which causes the individual reader to delve deeper and do just a personal self-examination to kind of see where they are in relationship to the things that you've discussed in the chapter that precedes the questions. So I love the way that it, it kind of challenges you to do your own self-examination to see, okay, I say that I'm a believer, But am I living a life that completely demonstrates the fact that I do believe? And that's not to say that we're perfect because nobody is perfect. We all get it wrong sometimes. We all make mistakes. We all have our moments. We're human. And I know God understands that, and I thank him for his grace there. Because, heaven forbid, if he did not give us grace there, a lot of us probably would be in a bad way. So we thank Mm -hmm. him for the grace he extends there. But I also just like the idea that your book, to me, it was also kind of like an excellent way to spend some devotional time with the Lord. I think it was an excellent way to do self-examination, but I also think it also served as a reminder, a reminder for those who forget sometimes, right? Like, you can't Mm -hmm. forget. I also feel like it was very relatable. I think you gave very tangible, everyday experiences and life things that happen not only to you but like a lot of other people. So I think, you know, it offered some insight into this happened to me, but this is how I got through it, and this is what Mm -hmm. it caused me to reflect upon. If you are, It's almost kind of like if you're experiencing something similar, then give some thought to this or give some thought to processing it this way if you haven't yet. So I really also like the fact that your book was relatable. And on that note, you know, I'm going to ask you, you know, one, one final question about the book. And then, of course, I want you to share the title so that when it is actually released for publishing, people will know the name of your book. And, you know, I'll probably put a plug out there for you when it gets out on the shelf so people can go and, and take a gander and look that are listening Tell me what it is that you hope readers will obviously gain from reading your book, Patrice. 
I think the biggest thing that I want somebody to gain is that God is our source. You know, we were created to rely on him and to be sustained by him. And no matter where we are in our Christian journey, we can always connect to that source. I think a lot of times, I know at least I I used to feel like if I can just get to this point where I don't gossip or I'm not prideful or I'm not boastful or I don't do whatever. I have more gentleness and I'm more kind and I'm more patient. That's when I'll have it. That's when I'll be good. But I think the most important thing that we have to realize is that on this Christian journey, the only destination is heaven. So until you get there, you're always going to be striving and working and working. So it's no hit or knock at somebody if at this point in time in life, you don't have it all together. Something isn't going right. The biggest thing is to remember, you can always reconnect. I think that was the biggest thing in my book. I did focus on severing that connection from God, but I also spoke on becoming reconnected, being grafted back in because that is an opportunity that he gives us. And I'm just so grateful for it because I follow somebody on Instagram, and I don't know what her name is, but she made this quote, and she was saying how she's the toxic person in her relationship with God, and that, like, opened my eyes so much because as a wife, you know, I can complain about my husband left and right. Oh, he didn't take the trash out, or he left the toilet seat up, whatever the case may be, but God is perfect. So I'm the one that God would complain on in this relationship. Hey, I like so that. It, it, yeah, it's like, wow, I am in this relationship with this perfect yeah. father who loves yeah. me wholeheartedly. And no matter how much I mess up and no matter what I do, he'll be there for me. How do I repay that love and devotion? Am I the one who leaves the toilet seat up? Am I the one who's selfish and, and um, not cognizant of his feelings and disregards his wants and desires. Is that who I am in this relationship? Because as I said in my book, it's a reciprocal relationship. And so if I'm not reciprocating his love for me, then it's like unfair. And it opened my eyes to be like, man, you know, it sucks to be in love with me. From God's standpoint, it's not fun to be in love with me because I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And I want to put you in this little box. And I want to keep you there and I want to open it up and spend time with you. And I want you to have all the bells and whistles and be so happy that I'm choosing to spend this time with you. But then I'm going to close that lid and go back to doing what I was doing before. And so I think the biggest thing I want people to get from this is that he's there and he's always there. And he is constantly wanting to sustain us and keep us and love us. He deserves for us to do the work. He deserves for us to reciprocate that relationship. Amen. Amen. Love it. Love it. Thank you for for saying all that. That was eye-opening, that we, you know, that we have to look at it in the situation where we literally are the toxic person in in the relationship. So if it's not working, it's not because God is not doing his part. We're not doing our part. It's because we're not doing ours, right. I love that. I love that. And I love the idea that you're encouraging your readers to just understand the true importance of acknowledging God as the source. And I, you know, I just, I do want to just thank you again for elaborating on your book, for sharing some insight into 
your book, as well as just having this general conversation with me on today's podcast episode, but also in last week's episode. I so appreciate you for joining me, for giving me your time, your energy, giving me your transparency, and just being forthright with me as we kind of talk through things that everyday believers deal with on a regular basis, right? I think Mm -hmm. for me, the goal is always just to remind people that it is okay to not be perfect. Um, But so long as, to your point, we strive to do our best to stay connected, even if sometimes we become disconnected. That's the goal. The goal is to try to stay connected to God, but also to continually work and put forth effort to show a little improvement. And improvement doesn't necessarily have to mean that you jump leaps and bounds. Daily minor changes are improvement. Give yourself grace and credit there. So long as you're trying to do it differently than you did it yesterday and you can acknowledge that you are a work in progress, I truly believe that God will look at the heart and motive and see the effort. And I believe that's what he wants the most out of us, right? It's okay to yeah, acknowledge even a the dripping pot. There you go. I was just going to say even a dripping faucet can fill a pot. You know, so even if it's just little change, little little by little at a time, it's going to make a difference. And it'll be something that you might not even notice because I know that's how it is for me. I'll be like, oh, you know what? You know, if my kids would have said that three months ago, I would have yelled at them. But this time (laughs) I was, you know, I got on their level and I calmly spoke to them with patience and gentleness. Look at God. Amen. (laughs) So it's not that kind of thing. Yeah, it's just progress. (laughs) (laughs) We'll take it. We'll take it. Thank you, God, for your grace. Exactly. And thank him for it. (laughs) Amen. Amen. So on that note, I'm going to ask that you tell your listeners, tell our listeners um, what the title of your book is so they can be on the lookout for it when it is actually released. Can Can you share with us the title? The Source Study. So it's just basically a study on God being the source. So The Source Study. All right. So we'll be looking out for... The source study. I'll keep you in tune, listeners, to when it's actually going to be released and put out there. So, again, Patrice, I want to thank you for joining me on today. I do appreciate you. I love you to life. I thank you for being my fellow woman warrior of God and fellow prayer partner and just friend. Um, And I, again, I just so appreciate you. So, listeners, you know, as promised, you know, I'm going to close out today's episode in the way that I would traditionally close since I did something a little differently on last week. So as I close, I'd like to leave you with this tidbit to chew on. The speculation of being in faith will never support the ability to prepare. To prepare, one must seek to fully engage God in a way that demonstrates that you are trusting, willing, able, and submitted unto Him. Thank you again, Patrice, for joining me. That's it for this episode. God bless you. Keep believing, keep hoping, and most importantly, keep seeking. Thank you for listening to the Ruth Speaks podcast. Join us weekly as we continue to seek after God. If you'd like to fellowship more, please visit our website at www.ruthspeaks.org. Remember, to reverence God, is to rest in Him. This program was produced by At The Helm Productions.